We're talking about life's power source. The power source that God has for each and every one of us. You have a power source. You've been given a power source. You're beyond more than you think you are. You think you have limitations, and you think God maybe isn't going to use you in errors, and you think maybe you don't have what it takes to do what God wants you to do. I'm telling you, young men and women of God, you listen today because God has given you power and more than that. He's given and, 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 and is projecting to us something very miraculous. You look at a, a, a turbo, a wind turbo, and I, I want you to see something here. Because uh, what's a power source? Okay, so do we have the wind turbo? It's over there. Okay, I'm looking up here. Sorry. So you guys see the wind turbo back there. There it is, and it's spinning. How about that? So the power is the wind that grabs the propellers and pulls the propellers, and as a result of it, it generates electricity and power. So the power is the wind, and the source is the turbo, and change is the outcome. Electricity. It generates from the wind, the source is the turbo, and it changes things. How many of you have had to, throughout the course of your life, light a lantern to read? No, I'm talking about throughout the course of your life. Not just one time, not in the woods. I'm talking about the course, you, that you live by a lantern, and that's how you read. You don't have lights in your room? Yeah, you have these things you, you turn on? Okay, I thought so. So I'm just saying, when you actually have to light it to read all the time. So power comes from the source. Now I want you to, uh, power comes from the source. And everything comes from a place. The chairs you're sitting are comes from a place. You've got the material there. It's come from some kind of, uh, some kind of chemical or some, some kind of cotton. You've got metal in those chairs. You've got wood beams all over the place. They came from trees. You've got the mics and all of the metal that come from some kind of alloys that we have around here. Concrete comes from stone. You've got clothes that come from sheep and whatever else, synthetic polyesters. And you came from a place too. Everything comes from a place. So power comes from a place, and the source of power changes things. I want you to say that with me. So power comes from a place, and the source of power changes things. One more time. So power comes from a place, and the source of power changes things. Thomas Edison is recognized as the founder of the light bulb. Turns it on. And before that, it was kerosene and fire, and that's how they did their lights. You know, they put them all on, and they would, and they would uh, have that there. Little gas, some gas was there. And the light bulb was invented, and it was a result of that. It passed through the power of a friction, and it created electricity. So as electricity was being created, it then began to go through this platinum filament into a vacuum bulb. Now, that's a little small little analogy of how it actually happened, but Thomas Edison invented this, and all of a sudden, we went from kerosene and fire and oil to turning on a switch. By the way, Thomas Edison failed over a thousand times before he, uh, he invented the light bulb, over a thousand times. 
Sometimes in the world, all of us, you know, I've done that three times. It's just not working. (laughs) Over a thousand times. And here's the outcome of Thomas Edison's invention. Instead of fire, instead of kerosene, instead of oil and those things, as a result, the world lit up. And so the world lit up, and there's Europe, and there's Italy, and there's all the rest of Europe. There's England, and it moves on to the Ukraine and all the rest of them. All of that is, that's not fire, and that's not kerosene. It did the same thing in the United States of America. So it started with that, and we see all over the world, as a result of the power source, it lit up the world because power was the friction of the source, and Edison was the, the, pardon me, power was the friction, the source was the light bulb, which was Edison, and as a result of that, change came about all over the world. It's the tenacity of it all. And knowing what you can do. You don't have the power, but you have access to the power. So power comes from a place and the source of power changes things, young men and women. I want to share with you two scriptures. The first was in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 23. Ephesians 1, 17 through 23, and it says this. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know, know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, in his holy people. And his beyond comparison great power, that was pretty cool, just kind of, you know, I got that from the Greek and stuff. His beyond comparison great power for us who believe, that power is the, now get this, you've got to get this, this is exciting, I'm telling you, it'll just blow your mind. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the heavenly realm. Now, get this. You know, when, you, when you exert, you know, you, when you exert, you're lifting weights, whatever you need. You're exerting yourself and you're, and you're allowing yourself to push yourself to places you've never been. And God is exerting all of this power and all of this energy as he's raising Christ from the dead. And that same power you have access to. You have access to. And you have access to, to change the world, to make the change. It's that exertion that God gives us that somehow we think, well, it's God and God's going to do it. And I'm available, God, if you want me to. So at any time, just, just knock on my door and I'll be there if you'd like to help. No, God is saying to you, I'm going to use you as my conduit for change. Power, source, change. And if you don't believe that, you are in the wrong Bible college. And I dare say, God's picked you to specifically be in this college. Far above all rule and far above all authority and all power and all dominion and every name that is invoked. So you have the power to transport the person of Christ no matter what comes your way. Rule, authority, it doesn't make, I don't care. All these power sources, all these presidents, all these dictators, all these kind of things, at the end of the day, it's God. And it's not like God's going, things are out of control here. 
I don't quite know what to do. I hope it works out okay. How many know that God's in control? How many know that God doesn't miss anything? How many know that God is not filled with anxiety? How many know that he doesn't get depressed all day long and put his heavenly covers over his head? He knows exactly what he's doing, and he's looking for souls that will say, me too, God. Here I am. I'll believe you that that same power, the same power that raised Christ from the... How many have seen a dead person be raised before? Nor have I. Actually, they're in the coffin, and they pop out. He raised his son from the grave. That took a little bit more than 120 volts. That took a little bit more than Edison's electricity and his light bulb. That took the hand and the purpose and the power and the exertion of the Almighty. And you have that same source. I'm telling you, you have that same power in you if you care to believe it. That same power that raised Christ from the dead. And God then placed, check it out, God placed all things, all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the you. What, what, is it, what are you saying? I'm telling you that everything God has done in his power source, all things are under his feet, and he appointed him to be head over everything for the church so that you are armed with every bit of armament you need to get the job done because nothing is impossible with God. You plus God is a majority in anything you're going to do in your world. But you got to believe it, and you got to be ready for it. You got to stand up for it. Well, I'm just kind of a, I love the Lord, but I'm a worm for Jesus, and I'll just go about whatever He wants to do. You're called for greatness. There's not a young man or woman in this auditorium that is not called to the greatness of God. Do not give in and don't let the enemy somehow convince you that you have limitations. You are limitless in God. You can change the course and the structure of the world. It has been done through Christ. His power, you're the source change the world. The fullness, check it out, for the church, which is his body, the fullness, who fills everything in every way. Mm. That's, that's a powerful seven verses there. A powerful seven verses. So, some other stuff I was going to share, but let me share this with you. I'm going to share a second scripture with you. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. The power then moves in and through the source, which is you, for world change. We're looking at everything going around in Europe and then with Russia and Ukraine and all this stuff, and we're sitting back, we're going, gosh, I just hope it all works. But just today, we pray. We're on our knees. We're on our faces. I mean, just those moments we were praying and trusting God and believing the Lord. Just those moments were shaking earth. Your prayers are powerful and mighty. They do more than any armament could ever possibly do. The Six-Day War, right, Brother Ramon? There was tanks that weren't even there. There was armament that wasn't even there. There were things that the enemy in Egypt said, this is so crazy, we got to give up. All of this power is before us, and there wasn't one thing. It was the hand of God and the power of God, and those Egyptians saw all of that stuff. And they went, it wasn't even there. God just put it there. So they saw it. 
God's crazy. He's crazy cool. He's so awesome. And he's in you. But I'm just, I don't know, you don't know. I'm just a little thing for the Lord. I just, I don't have much going on for me. Stop it. Large things come in small packages. Look at my wife. She has calmed the beasts. Oh, yes, she has. Woo! Glory to God. She says, jump, and I say, how far? Suddenly, say that with me. Suddenly, suddenly. I didn't want to scare because, Cece, when I did that, uh, you know, high-pitched thing last time, remember you had your ears or something, and I, I suddenly hit you with this, me. And she did, she looked back. <laughs> and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind. Here comes the Holy Spirit. For those of you who have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, God wants you to be. It's not a criteria to go to heaven. It's a criteria to move in this earth in power. And then suddenly, this blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. And it filled the whole house where they were. So all these people, the Christians that were just, you know, Jesus had just died and they're, and they're, they're around Jerusalem. They're just, you know, wondering what's going to happen. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came and rested on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Power! Power. That's the power, okay? Same power. It's here now. Same ones they got, you got now. But hasn't it? I mean, look, Dr. A, they say, you know, it's like, uh, you ever heard of the word dissipation? I mean, that's a long time ago. Could it maybe have dissipated a little bit? No! It's just as powerful now as it was then. You got the same stuff. The same stuff. It's right here. That's the power. Then all of a sudden, a crowd gathers around Peter. Because they're hearing him speak in tongues. They're hearing all these different things. They're going crazy. This is not the kind of things that Israel, uh, Israelis do. A lot of commotion was going on. This crowd is gathering, 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 whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes. You play the music, you, you do the preaching, you do, uh, you scream, yell, you do, uh, you mime, I don't care what it is, whatever it takes. You ever done crazy stuff? It's people fight and they, and, they, and they attract the crowd, right? And I say, oh, there's a fight, there's a fight, man, let's go. And all these people are gathering around. You know what I think would be cool? If some kids, some Christians in, 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 in public school, two guys, Pretend they're fighting. I'm gonna go, yeah, 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 yeah. They're not using harsh words. I want to bust you, and they push, push, and then all of a sudden you got this big crowd. Go ahead, man, give it to them. Go, go, boom. And all of a sudden they got like, you know, 50, 60 people, and they stop and they go, God loves you, and he wants to set you free, and he fought the devil for you. And as a result of fighting the devil, he freed you. And you're just preaching the gospel. You want to try it? Okay, that's awesome. But you need to know we're all saved here. Okay, so you want to go outside? How many is going to take him on? All right. 
And now all of a sudden, the people are going, what is this? And you're preaching the gospel. I'll guarantee you two or three of those people will stop and listen. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, doesn't make any difference. Be creative. And then Peter said to them, once you got the crowd, he said, he said this. He said, listen to what I have to say. Now, if you gather the crowd, the Holy Spirit will keep them. How many evangelists do we have here? How many have been called to evangelize? You know, there you go. good, good, man. I was one of the only evangelists that Elam had for a long time. I was slinging slobber for about two years here at Elam. Different church. I loved it, I loved it, I loved it. There's not a lot of evangelists. We all are called kind of to be an evangelist, but God's raising up evangelists, men and women, to preach the gospel, anointed of the Holy Spirit. But I'm a very meek person, Dr. Ray. You need to know that. And I'm not the kind of person that kind of, well, you need to know that I'm just, it doesn't, it's okay, just be in the crowd. Nobody's calling you to be, just, just be there, be ready, be open, be praying. You know, when people begin, you're, somebody else is going to preach, somebody else is going to give it. And you might just be there to share and, and share the word of God. We were in, has anybody heard of Baltimore Street? Uh, well, it's kind of like, uh, it's like a bad district in New Orleans. It's not a good place, okay? It's a red light district, and it's, got, it's famous for all of its um, depravity. And, uh, and when I got saved, uh, myself, Tom Nelson, some others. We were in Baltimore Street just praising God and witnessing and throwing tracks at guys as they're coming out of all these places. So what is this? All this? One guy thought it was throwing cash. No, it's not a cash. Pick it up, man. Sometimes we had tracks that look like money. And we threw them at them. Oh, man, I can go back in. No, I can't. What's this? And we just shared the Lord with them. Not everybody's called to be that crazy, but you are called to pray and believe God and you can be there and trust the Lord. So these crowds come together and all of a sudden, Peter says this from Joel. He says, in the last days, God says, I will pour my spirit on all people, your sons and your daughters, they will prophesy. And your young men, they're going to see visions and your old men are going to dream dreams. And even on my servant, all of my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will, not maybe, not perhaps, they will prophesy. Not all prophecies, thus saith the Lord. Not all prophecies like that. Sometimes you just have a word of the Lord for somebody and you just bring it. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Listen, blood and fire and billows of smoke. Hmm. Could that be war? I don't know. Listen, the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. Bad stuff is going to happen. But the people of God are going to shine like the new day. They're going to be bright with the power of God and filled with his spirits. Everyone who call, and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. What happened? The power came, the Holy Spirit. Peter preached, there's the source. The conduit that God's using. There's the source right there. Now look, look at this. Then Peter preaches, and he continues to preach about Jesus. He preaches about how he's the Messiah. He preaches to them about repentance. He begins to share with them. They get convicted, and 3,000 souls come to the Lord. The first mega church happens right here. Happens right here. Changes things. Power, source, changes things. Power, 
no source. God can change things, but he's chose to use his church. And the church, if you'd be part of it now, would you raise your hand? If you're part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, then he's calling you. He's calling you, and he's calling you now, and he's calling you quick. You're here to hear from God and to be a change in this world. And so Peter then is filled with, so power comes from a place, and the source of power changes things. It just does. And that same power, that same mighty strength that raised Christ from the dead, that that is all of yours. That's what he's given. That's the power of his name. That's where there is no source, where there's no available conduit, where there is no motorized something in the, in the, uh, uh, the turbo, where there is nothing in the filament of the light bulb, where, where there is nothing to do with the power source has given you an opportunity to do, then there's no change. I keep failing my grades. I don't know why. Why? Oh, well, I don't know. How late do you stay up? I don't know, 12, 1 o'clock. Do you study? Not really. What do you, I, I, okay, so I play games. And I, and I, and they're Christian games, some are Christian games. But I, but I stay up and I play games and I do look at it from time to time. So I, I'm trying, but no, you're not trying. It's not a, you're not the right, you're, you need to get yourself together and go, wait a minute, if I'm going to get better grades, I got to do, if I do something, something's going to happen. I got the power to get better grades. Nobody knows more about struggling with grades than I do. But I realize that God is my source. And if I apply myself, things can happen. Miracles can happen. Even when you go, I can't do that. Yes, you can. David, can you do it? You, what does it say, Pentecost on your uh, shirt? What does it say? Pentecost. Glory to God. You speak in tongues, David? Every single day. Come on and preach it. I know it. You ever seen him preach? You got to look at him on Facebook. He's amazing. He's an amazing guy. I'm going to close here. That's the power of his name. Giants are going to fall if you believe God to do that. Strongholds are going to break. Then as a result of that salvation and healing and change are going to come about. Europe is on fire. Uh, Parts of Europe, Ukraine and some others. Crazy things are happening. The world's moving. It's all fluid. It's moving momentarily. But what you're seeing is the hand of God. How many want to see God do more in your life than he has done thus far?